You're tuning in to Flawed and Fabulous. I'm Ash and I like to think we're all flawed, but we're also fucking fabulous. Today is a little solo riff. It is my 38th birthday, my 38th lap around the sun. And I thought, what a better way to celebrate than have some soulful reflection time where I go through the 38 things that I have learned over my time on this planet. But before we get into that, I am going to pull a birthday angel card and I am just going to give them another shuffle, ask my angels my questions, what they've got in store for me. I love that I still get so many questions about these cards. They are the Doreen Virtue Daily Oracle cards. They look like this. They're very hard to get. Um, and if you do find it, grab some. Okay, angels. <sighs> oh, this card looks like it's poking out for me. See only love. Look past the seeming errors, mistakes and misunderstandings and see only the love within each person, including yourself. Your resolute focus upon the love that underlies every situation brings about healing in undreamed of ways. The angels gave you this card as a reminder to see yourself, others, and every situation through their eyes. When you focus on love, anything that's unlovingly falls away. It's like turning on a light to diminish the previous darkness. Call upon the angels whenever you need to help elevate your vision to a more loving vantage point. Additional meanings for this card. Look past the personalities and egos of others and see the angel within them. The angels can help you see with uh, the angels can help you with this if it seems difficult. Forgive, release anger, hurt, or judgments to the angels. Affirm what you desire instead of what you fear. The last little bit definitely resonates for me. Affirm what you desire instead of what you fear. I've been doing a lot of work recently on fears and um, yeah, I'm going to share more of that in another episode, but I feel like my fears have really been blocking me from um, living my highest potential and um, I'm doing a lot of subconscious work on releasing my fears and opening up the gateway to start to receive more of my desires rather than my fears. So Angels, I feel that. Thank you so much. I'm sitting here in my spray tan. I've got a trackie on, no makeup, very me. Uh, we are going away tomorrow. So I thought I would quickly bang out this episode because it came through to me as what better way to celebrate my birthday than with all of you and just, yeah, sharing what I've learned because definitely it's been a wild ride these past 38, especially the past seven years. And I have been giving myself this little slogan, like 38, feeling great. And um, I'm really looking forward to my 38th year. I think I'm going to sneeze. So if I do, bear with me. Um, really looking forward to my 38th year. I feel like the past seven years, I've like had that seven year itch where I'm really now entering the next transition of life. And I'm really calling in some super big things for myself and for my family and for those that are around me and really looking at just um, being able to start to enjoy life and really working through the fears and letting go and being able to, yeah, just really get back to what I was doing seven years ago, even though I'll never be that same person again. 
but focusing more on my trajectory of moving forward and being comfortable with everything that's happened and not so much like living in the past and having it trigger me all the time. So just water today. Before we get into it, big sip, let's go. 38 things I've learned. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. And what I mean by that, if you don't feel that in your gut, the second someone says it, like that you're super excited in that moment, then the chances are you will not get any more excited about it. So if you're not really super excited, don't commit to something. You can just be like, no, I don't want to do that. And leading into that, no, thank you is a complete sentence. I used to have this like undying urge where like I had to make up like, well, not make up, I had to explain myself every time I declined an offer to go somewhere or didn't want to participate in something. And you don't have to do that. You have permission just to say no, thank you and leave it at that. A big one, being a good person doesn't stop bad things from happening. And really over the past Yeah, especially seven years um, when things have really snowballed and felt really massive. I have had these little mini breakdowns where I'm like, I'm a good person. I try so hard to do X, Y, Z and always doing this. And why does this shit keep still happening to me? And unfortunately, life is going to happen. People are going to get sick. People are going to pass away. Trauma is going to happen. So being a good person doesn't excuse this from happening to you. And acknowledging that, I think, is like a real survival key. Another one is other people's opinions are none of your business. And being a huge people pleaser slash perfectionist, I used to get in a big tizzy if I thought someone didn't like me or um, they had something negative to say about me or the judgment if I wanted to do something and someone else might have thought, oh, that's not cool. Like, why, why is she doing that? Or why is she showing up like that? So it's been a big thing that like all that really matters is how I view myself and knowing that I am doing things through love or I am doing things through being a good person that it doesn't really matter if people don't like me if I'm doing something from a good place you can agree to disagree which now is like probably one of my most favorite things because when you are in like big groups or you're hanging around even friends that you've been friends for a long time with or you've got new friends or your partner's friends or whomever and they can be like quite triggering to you and you can be like oh like I want to really battle this out and then just going you know what let's just agree to disagree and move on from this. You have to believe it deep in your subconscious to really receive it. And this is one of the things that I've really started to take note of just this year. And it's really been a huge unlock for me that I have done all of the vision boards and I have done all the positive thinking and still some really, really hectic shit has happened. And I'm like, I'm doing all this stuff. Why isn't it happening? Because deep down in my subconscious, in my heart of hearts, I have fears and blocks that I have not worked through yet. And that is what is stopping me from really, really receiving what is out there for me, because I don't believe in my heart of hearts that I am 1000% worthy of receiving these things. And yeah, it's, it's still triggering. (laughs) So it's still so triggering. I'm like, why can't I believe it? Like, because on my surface level, I do believe it. But when I strip back those onion layers, there's just still something that is just 
swimming around in there that um yeah is not allowing me to you know really receive what is out there for me this one might be one that's debated but money does make you happier I don't believe that it's absolutely everything, but if you are living an amazing life and then someone gives you $1,000 or $10,000 or a million dollars or $100 million, that will make you happier. So knowing how to create generational wealth or how to be um, more savvy with your money or live in alignment with calling in more money or even changing jobs and taking a risk that's going to make you more money, money does make you happier. And I think it's the society that we live in, but acknowledging that and then knowing how to get more of it in a good, positive way. Don't be the smartest person in the room. Now, this one is by far one of my favorites. And it's because if you are wanting to grow, expand and evolve and everyone that you're around is at the same pace as you, or you might be the leader of the pack, the one with all of the knowledge or the one that is, you know, the the forward thinker or the mover and the shaker. And you're just surrounding yourselves with the same people because that's what you know. And you're too scared to take a seat at the table and put yourself in another room in fear of judgment or in fear of failure. Just stop. If you want something, the way to get it is by surrounding yourself by people that already have it. So take a seat at the table and then don't be the smartest person in the room. And if you reach that and you are the smartest person in the room, it's time to change rooms. The way you speak to yourself matters. Loving yourself matters. So the dialogue that we use when we look in the mirror the way that we talk about ourselves, the way that we allocate time, the way that we treat ourselves, that matters. Don't be afraid to put yourself first. Don't be afraid to love yourself. Don't be afraid to speak kindly to yourself, to love your body. This is is one that's still, still learning from this one. Nothing good happens after midnight. And contrary to some past weekends where I have stayed awake past midnight, the next day has been so incredibly painful. And while the laughs and the giggles have all been fun, even if I went home at 11.58, I still would have had the same amount of fun and woken up way fresher than what I did. So nothing good happens after midnight. Take note from Cinderella. Okay. Definitely had a lot of practice with this one. A solo second bottle of wine is never a good idea. And this is definitely for me when I have been in um, kind of like a volcano stage where I'm doing a little bit of numbing and I'm like, yep, okay, I've had the bottle and I'm feeling a little bit, you know, tipsy, a little bit of mosh. And then I'm like, I'm going to polish off another one. And then that is the way that I can um, guarantee that I will erupt like a volcano, have a big cry, rather than working through those emotions in a good state of mind, going down the rabbit hole and being like, okay, let's work through my emotions with the wine. The truth can hurt, but the silence hurts you more. Most people, well, most might be a little bit too broad. I would say that a lot of people don't say how they're really feeling and they hold on to things inside of themselves and then they brew up these emotions and they never say anything they eat away at them and then it causes this like underlying like 
toxicity in your body because you're not sharing how you feel. Be brave. Say how you feel. You don't have to say it like a freaking psychopath and explode, but having the conversation and expressing your feelings might feel sticky at the time, but you'll feel so much better afterwards. No one is coming to save you. Wouldn't it be nice if they did? But unfortunately, you are your number one. So knowing how to work through things, knowing how to stand up for yourself, knowing how to get yourself out of rut. And if you don't know how to get yourself out of rut, being aware that you're in a rut and reaching out to professionals or friends for support to move through that rut. This, this probably should have been number one. After you lose someone you love, you'll never be the same person again. Don't try to be. I think that I spent possibly the first like three to four, maybe even five years after losing Horn and again after losing my mum of trying to get back to normal, get back to the way that life was. And unfortunately, when you lose someone that you love, your world is turned upside down, inside out. It is like a chaotic whirlwind that once it leaves the path of destruction, you can rebuild your life, but it will not be the same as it was. There will still be some cracks or there um, will be some holes. And you, even if you fill those holes or you fill those cracks, they're still there. So don't try and be the same person that you were. Don't try and go looking for that life that you once had because as much as it fucking sucks, that world does not exist anymore. There are three sides to every story. Yours, sorry, there are three sides to every story. Yours, theirs, and the truth. And I think that that is a really big takeaway that the way that you see something, the way that someone else sees something is their version of events, their truth. And then there's obviously the way that it really played out and being aware of that and taking note of other people's feelings and how they could potentially receive things or perceive things is really going to make you get over something a lot quicker or move forward with it rather than having this big Mexican standoff of I'm right, no, they're wrong. And then knowing that there is the three sides to every story. Comparison is the thief of all joy. Amen. Ain't that the fucking truth? You do not need to be the same as, you know, Joe and Jane Smith. You do not need to have what they have. You can be inspired by someone, but if they are triggering you through their successes or what they have in their life, that is going to lead your life down a very, very, very slippery slope of always trying to be more for the wrong reasons. Do things for yourself. Don't compare yourself. Don't compare your families. Don't compare your kids. Just do what makes you happy. End of story. I've been saying this one for years and I think I learned it through my coaching and it, it, it just explains itself so perfectly. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You need to listen more and talk less. And I tell you how powerful listening is without interrupting, letting someone speak in their entirety It's just, and you know, this could be a little bit also of a bitchy comment. If you are having it out with someone and you're constantly trying to interrupt them, if you just let them speak, one, you'll figure out a lot quicker what the issue is 
And two, if you are really hearing them, you know whether you feel like you need to keep going with this conversation or you understand if it's going nowhere and you're like, okay, let's agree to disagree. You will never succeed if you don't live in alignment with your core values. And this really shocks me how many people don't actually know what's really important to them. And there's so many um, free tests and things that you can do out there that will show you what your values are, how you are actually living your life now. And if the things that you are doing are actually the things that are important to you, or if you're getting caught up in all of the noise. So one of the biggest core values for me and Eden and I often like you know it's a different thing because we did these like tests and things together and family came up so much for Eden and the word family didn't really come up for me but the word home did so that is kind of like for me I see my family as part of my home I like to be at home I like to spend time here I like to spend time with them so I'm seeing it as an environment is part of my values whether my friends are here where Eden was very much forward thinking about you know doing this with the kids doing this with the kids doing this with the kids so while we we have different ways of um, looking at those values they are still quite aligned in doing that what you put in is what you get out don't expect if you give something a fucking half-ass effort that you are going to get some magic amazing result in return it's just not going to happen And I think most of the ladies, um, especially maybe in our age, we all still have that like skinny persona, unfortunately, being like 80s babies or, you know, 90s models, supermodels that, you know, we still have a lot of body dysmorphia images. And, you know, I want to be thin so bad. And that's just the honest truth. I don't even know why, because I'm so freaking curvy and I fucking love food and I love drinking and I love having a good time. So it always, whenever I start exercising, now I realize I do it just to maintain myself rather than trying to lose weight because yeah, there's a lot of calories in a bottle of wine. But you know, this is the same with if you are starting a business or if you are wanting to create new friendships, if you're not putting yourself out there and trying to make the effort, don't expect to get anything wow back in return for those that participated in my day by design masterclass that i did this is one of my little mottos that there is plenty for everyone at the buffet at buffet of life don't be discouraged if you see someone that has something there is plenty out there for everyone if anything, use that as motivation, use that as proof that you saw that person achieve that, which means you can do it too. There is plenty for everyone. If you get to the front of the buffet and it looks like there's no hash browns left, guess what? In about two seconds, they're coming hot out of the fryer, crispier, fresher, fluffier than ever, right for you. So don't lose focus of that. This is a big one. I think it's a huge one for females in general, but also mothers. Take up space when you need to. You matter. If you have shit going on in your life, if you need a break, if you need to vent, if you need to do whatever, don't be afraid to take up space. I'm sure that you have been a good friend for everyone around you. I'm sure you've been a good partner, a good wife. You are able to declare that you need that space. You need to be strong and brave that when you are not feeling like you have it all together, Take up the space in your family. Take up the space in your friendships and be heard and be seen. 
Self-care isn't selfish. We all know that you can't pour from an empty cup. You shouldn't even be pouring from a cup that's half full. You should only be pouring from your overflow. So if you need some downtime, you need some time to yourself to really be like, okay, I want to read my book for an hour and have a bubble bath. I want to go for a walk. You are the only person that is stopping you from doing that. Where there's a will, there's a way. So self-care is not selfish. It will make you a better person for everyone in your life if you give yourself that time that you need. Mm. time doesn't heal all wounds you just get more experienced in managing your pain I don't even really feel like I need to explain that one because anyone that has really been cut deep and has a wound that they've been healing you know at any time that that wound can be ripped open but you just might get it over the 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 rip a little bit quicker than you did the last time or you just know how to deal with it So those that say time heals all wounds, it really doesn't. And they're not supposed to be. You just get used to it. This is a geek out one for me and my business persona, but know your numbers, know your finances. It never ceases to amaze me when I have a conversation with especially females, sorry, and they don't know their numbers. They don't know how much their family brings in. They don't know how much they spend a month. They don't know what their, you know, family business earns. They don't know what their costings are. They don't know how to read a profit and loss. This is fastest way to stunt any sort of growth in life especially financial growth you need to understand your numbers where you spend your money and where you can be more creative with your finances too big lesson i learned was have a will in place and let others know your wishes while death is a very sticky conversation that most shy away from having the courage to know that there is certain things in life that are 1000% going to happen and death is one of them and we don't know when our time is up unfortunately having a will in place and being organized and letting others know your wishes will save your loved ones so much heartache and so much pain in the future if heaven forbid something happens to you before you thought it was going to so do 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 fun one you're never too old to learn something new as someone that is a multi-passionate loves learning loves everything i get a little bit too crazy with the learning something new but you're not too old we learn something new every day if something is interesting you intriguing you get on it learn it love it live it or figure out that you don't like it and then you just don't have to be like oh i wish i did that you're like no i did it and i didn't like it It's okay to not be okay and asking for support doesn't make you weak, which I think is a huge one, one that I'm still definitely working on and especially in the last like four months, well actually it's probably now been five months, but I would say that I'm really coming out of the the dark hole that I found myself in and even through my therapy sessions that I've been having, um, I had one this week actually and I felt so heavy and so dark. Um, We were doing some inner child work and things that I have completely probably blocked out from my whole life. And I did not have a bad childhood. I had a very normal childhood, um, but 
yeah, there's just, I think, a lot of um, deep conditioning in there, which has made me feel like I haven't been able to express how I feel. And I've really had this persona where I just need to do everything on my own and I don't need to ask for help. So it is a big one to be able to identify when you're not okay, then admit it to other people and say, how can you please help me? Have the hard conversations now. They could save you a lot of hard decisions later. This kind of relates back to the will, but then it goes into more lingo as well. Um, When Horn passed away, we had obviously never spoken about death before. And when he did pass away, I had to make a lot of hard decisions like being buried over being cremated. Like, what do you want? Like, just what? What do you want to, like, I had no idea. And, you know, it, 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 you have like a week to make these choices too when something like that happens. So now I'm very vocal about like what I want. And even, you know, before my mum passed away, you know, we were in hospital and, you know, I went in with my notepad and pen and I said, I'm not doing this again. Like I'm stumbling through this conversation and my throat feels and I'm you've got tears streaming down my face and I don't want to talk about the fact that you're not going to be here but reality is you're not going to be and I want to know what you want in your final days what you want once you're not here and how you want us to celebrate you so be brave have the hard conversations and honor the wishes of people around you do the damn thing already if there is something that is in your heart or something that you're itching about and that you feel this like little burning desire that you want to do this, do the damn thing. It is much better to regret doing something to then to wish or wonder what it would have been like if you had have done that. So do the damn thing already. This is a big one, comes with maturity as you're getting older, but don't justify your mistakes, own them. So some people will go, I did this because X, Y, Z. And that's fine. You may want to explain yourself because you feel that need, but you don't have to. You can just be like, you know what? Fuck, I am human. That was a mistake. That wasn't my finest hour. I really didn't like how I held myself then. I really didn't like how I said what I said to you. And I'm just going to apologize rather than justify why I did something. And I think that that is a really huge takeaway that a lot of friendships and relationships can do. We're so like hell bent on justifying why we did things like ba 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 rather than just being, you know, fuck. Now, upon reflection, that was really shit. I would hate it if someone did that to me and I'm really sorry. Try it. See how it works for you. This has been a running anthem of mine for years and years and years and years. And I still love it to this day. Do no harm, but take no shit. Meaning you you do not have to go around being like a massive bitch and creating all this turmoil and doing all this stuff if something goes wrong. You can be like, you know, I'm a good person you did something to me I don't like, I'm going to handle it really maturely and have a conversation with you. And you know what? If you're going to be, I was going to nearly say the C word, but not all listeners probably like that word, so I won't. If you're going to be a C word back to me, I am not going to have, I'm not going to have it. And I'm going to come back at you and defend myself. 
but in the core, I'm a good person and this is not how I wanted it to go, but I'm not going to let you walk all over me and I'm not going to let you push me around. I think as we're getting older, like 38 years older, that it is, um, you know, sometimes sad when we start to like dwindle out of friendship. And one of the key things that I've learned is that the length of a relationship doesn't determine its value. So some people stay friends with people because they're like, oh, we've been friends for 20 years and now you have nothing in common. And when you hang out with them, it feels heavy and they drain your energy and you don't like their kids and blah, 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 blah. Like it can be so many things, but you feel like this obligation to still hang out with them and do that because you've been friends for 20 years. That is not the case. You are able to park a friendship, leave it in the past still be civil, still be kind and say, that served such a huge purpose of my life. I absolutely loved that friendship. But you know what? I feel like now it's it's done and I'm going to go off and I'm going to explore other friendships and I'm going to, you know, spend more time with my family or I'm going to spend more time with myself in exchange for that really dra- draining exchange of a friendship. So don't let the length get you caught up. It's the quality. hard truth because like I am in this moment right now that if you are comfortable you are bored which means you could be doing more and I know I made this little pact to myself that I'm not going to do anything for six months which is a really blessed situation that I'm in but I've worked really fucking hard for the past 20 years not even the past seven years let alone how hectic they were but for the past 20 years I have always worked I have always wanted to achieve I've always been bam 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 and I've given myself this grace period of six months and it feels like fucking torture some days I'm like what the hell but it is so true I am so bored out of my brain, but I want to be bored at this point. I want to feel comfortable. So then when something comes to me, I have this really connected way of responding that my sacral, that my like gut is going to be like, yes, this is it because I'm not surrounded with all the noise. So I am unconditioning myself from being busy but I'm also being really 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 aware of the fact that I am so bored I am so comfortable right now but this is because I really want to tune into my body and hear what is coming next for me you will learn much more from your failures than you will from your successes and going through a massive (laughs) massive um seven-year itch of um, failures and problems and issues. What has happened over even the past like four years, especially since the fire in my business and then also making the investment in the restaurant, which was, you know, kind of an impulse decision that didn't really work out for me the way that I had intended to and I lost a lot of money. I felt so much shame around the fact that one of my ideas, one of my in and one of my investments failed and that it didn't do what I thought it was going to do and it didn't bring me the income that it was going to give me and I had to do a lot of work of being like wow I have learned an absolute fuckload 
over the past four years that like of how to fix a problem, how to do this, like the wealth of knowledge that now is from those failures, that if everything was just hunky-dory and cushy all the time, I would have absolutely no resilience, no strength, no problem-solving ability because everything would have just been easy-peasy. But because everything has been so hard, and don't get me wrong, I'm kind of over it. Like I would like it to stop being hard. Um, but what the, t- the takeaways are from that being hard have been – an incredible learning experience and look I can't say that if I wouldn't change it I wouldn't change it I'd maybe like dim it down just a little bit but I have really really learned a lot and I've learned a lot about myself in that process too this is kind of like a stretch out from do no harm and take no shit but it's you can be kind-hearted and still tell someone to fuck off And I know that like when I do tell someone to fuck off, I feel so sick to my stomach that I did that because I preach that I'm this like kind-hearted, generous, good person. And that means that I shouldn't do that. That should mean that I should have the, the strength or like the willpower or like the ability to like not do that and use better language. But at the end of the day, we're all fucking human. We all make mistakes. And sometimes we do tell people to fuck off and I am still a good person at the end of that. Do the hardest task first procrastination is by far one of the biggest things that defeat people when they are trying to work through something. So I always have this thing. I look at the list, the to-do list, and I'm like, what is the worst, hardest, most unpleasant task? I'm going to do that first and get it off the list. And then everything else from that is going to be a breeze. So take a deep breath, look at the hard thing and go, that is exactly what I am doing first. The most valuable investment you will ever make in this world is the investment in yourself. And this can be a variety of different investments. This can be self-care time. This can be on your appearance. This can be in personal growth. This can be in coaching. This can be in holidays. This is just working on your core happiness, your core joy, and spending money, time, energy, the fuck bucks, spending your fuck bucks on yourself will pay off in the end, 1,000%. It will trickle down to every part of your life. Doesn't mean you can be like full, like (laughs) stooge out on everyone else that's in your family. Like, no, this money's all for me. This time's all for me. But when you feel amazing, especially being a mum, that 1000% just sprinkles down the magic to everyone and benefits everyone. And number 38, every step forward is a step in the right direction. And you've got this. And while this feels like, maybe not a huge statement, spending time backtracking, spending time rehashing things that you've rehashed and not actually making the conscious effort to be able to move forward and progress with your life because you're you're stuck. You're so stuck there and you don't want to be stuck there, but you can't seem to help yourself. Well, there are, there are professionals, there are programs, there are so many things that you can do to actually benefit yourself. And the first thing is just taking that small step forward, those small changes and moving to your North Star, moving in the right direction to what you want. 
Because even if you take five steps forward and three steps back, you are still two steps ahead of where you were originally. So keep focused, know that you're going to fall off the bandwagon, but just keep moving forward. Keep thinking about what it is that drives you, what motivates you and why you're doing it. And you have got this, even when it feels really fucking hard and really sticky, you are able to achieve so much in this lifetime. And while this probably sounds like a real woohoo, like inspiring, like coaching session, it's a, it's a huge part of who I am. I deeply, deeply believe this and doing all of this internal work is what makes you get up in the morning. It what makes you do the hard things. It what makes you be able to be confident to have the conversations. So This is everything that I have learned in my 38 years um, on this planet, 38 laps around the sun. And I am so deeply grateful for the opportunity to be able to share this with all of the listeners that are enjoying the podcast again. And thank you for all your well wishes and your support and the big... um, 1000k downloads which is something that was on my goal list when I first started the podcast and look it did take a lot longer than I expected to get here but we got here in the end and um, while you know I said you know your numbers know your finances so it definitely means something to me to have ticked a goal off the bucket list and to know that this podcast is helping people that I am making an impact in your life in making you feel seen and heard with life's challenges so I do do deeply have so much gratitude. Sorry, I got a tongue tied. I have so much gratitude and so much um, respect for everyone that is brave, that reaches out to me and shares when these episodes land for them or when they relate or whether it's helped them work something. So please don't be afraid to jump in my inbox at any time. I do love having those chats with you all. And oddly enough this podcast is going to go for 38 minutes um so that's just like right on top right on brand for me um so in true fashion just remember we're all flawed but we're also fucking fabulous fabulous